Hi, Green Junkie. It's Stephanie Moram. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Sarah Danu, who is the founder and owner of Danu Organic, which is a clothing company. Sarah is an artist, designer, and entrepreneur currently living in Vermont. She became immersed in creating healthy clothing for our bodies and the earth as a path out of personal chronic illness. Now she's healthy and thriving, creating farm direct clothing available at danuorganic.com. When not working, she and her partner are building their dream homestead with their own hands in Vermont's Mad River Valley and documenting the adventure on their YouTube channel, The Adventures of Sarah and Barley. You can head over to my Instagram and TikTok at this is Stephanie Marum to follow along. If you want to reduce waste and learn to consume less in just five days, you can binge my complimentary audio series. The links are in the description. And don't forget to subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on whatever platform you get your podcast. That way you will never miss another Green Living episode. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. And I love that you're in Vermont, which is really not far from me. <laughs> no, I bet two or three hours. <laughs> <laughs> not far at all. So let's jump right in. And so you own Danu Organic. And when I was going through your website, one of like kind of like the tagline type um, lines that you have on your website is clean and healthy clothing. So what do you mean by that um, when you're talking about your clothing line? Yeah. So that was something that kind of hit me hard when I was in the middle of autoimmune chronic health issues. Um, And I'd cleaned up so many things in my life, diet first, a lot of other lifestyle things I had gotten clean and green versions of, but then most of my health problems were displaying on my skin, hives and itchiness and thinning, painful skin. And I was like, wait a second, I'm putting this stuff, clothing on my skin 24 seven. And I hadn't really thought anything about it until one moment when I had just an epiphany that what I was putting on my skin, not just like creams and lotions, but also clothing was probably having an impact on my health of my skin. So what I mean by that is clothes that in no the clothing has many, many steps and many of it's a complicated process, how you get a t-shirt. It might seem simple and most of it is pretty removed from visibility. So we don't really know how we get t-shirts for the most part, but um, there's so many steps in the process from farming to dyeing to the way the fabric is made, where it's the norm now to be doing this with a lot of chemicals. Chemicals make the color, chemicals are sprayed all over the fibers. If we're even using fibers, a lot of clothes are made out of plastic these days. And um, that is an even more toxic process. So what I mean by that is clothes that are essentially just plant or perhaps sheep wool fiber, animal fiber clothing that is as unchanged as possible from the beginning source. Um, We work with cottons that even grow in color. So you can get color that doesn't even need to be dyed because dyes are definitely one of the most toxic parts in clothing. And then we also do some natural dyeing with plants. So there are things that are even medicinal to put on the skin uh, in subtle ways, like calendula dyed, indigo dyed clothing, um, things that are actually beneficial and not even neutral, but beneficial for the skin. And so you talk about the clean and healthy clothing, which I love. Um, I strive to buy ethical clothing, you know, organic cotton, the hemp, the linen and all that kind of stuff. So what type of fibers did you decide to use in your business? Because as you know, there are so many fibers you can use, right? There's like the recycled Mm -hmm. 
fibers and, you know, like you mentioned plastics, you know, using plastic water bottles, using, you know, um, recycled polyester. And then there's like more natural fibers. Which way did you decide to go? All natural fibers. I want people to be able to have their Donu organic at the end of their life, many years of wear down the road and be able to compost it in their home compost. So we have all 100% compostable and organic fibers, um, no plastics whatsoever. And that's really important to me. So much of the plastic clothing market, which is an absolutely huge market, is just trying to be what we already have from natural fibers. Like you'll see plastic clothing being advertised as breathable. That is, it's not breathe. It can never compete with a natural fiber. Um, So I chose to have a hardline, 100% organic, compostable, natural fibers for my clothing line, because I also want to make clothes that are healthy for the earth. And there is truly no sustainable plastic clothing, in my opinion. Like there's probably bad, worse, and slightly better, but that better is still having a negative impact on the health of the planet and the people that are involved in the making process of it. So I didn't want to work with any of that. There's plenty of that in the world. I wanted to do something that would turn into healthy soil at the end of its life. And there is a place, there is a place for recycled plastic, but I, I live on a sailboat um, for like five or six years in my life and my washing machine drains directly down the drains. <laughs> I, I thought more about microplastics than a lot of people and the clothing, when we wash it, it degrades. And so that's when the majority of microplastics from clothing are being released. If you live in a normal home, the dryer is the worst part of that process. But for me, I was also going straight into the ocean. And so um, there, the place for recycled plastic is it like a chair, you know, we, we do have a plastic problem that if we recycle it into things that we'd be using virgin plastic for, that's great. Like not as great as a wooden chair still, but that's a much better use of recycled plastic than clothing, which is going to disintegrate fast and has a short lifespan. And what fiber did you decide to use? So you mentioned wool, oh, you mentioned yes. organic. So is that like organic cotton? Do you yes. use hemp Mostly linen? organic cotton, also organic linen. Um, we have used some climate beneficial certified wool, which is a fiber shed certification program. Um, I'm looking at other fibers, but right now it's cotton, linen, and wool occasionally. I personally like linen. I don't wear a lot of linen as clothing. Like I haven't gone that way. I'm really big on the organic cotton, but um, there's a company here. They make all like linen, um, like hand towels and like linen bags, but everything for like your kitchen. And I bought a bunch and I love them. Like, I love them. I love them. I love them. They're like so pretty. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think I was going to like it that much. Like the linen towels versus like, say a cotton, but I really, Uh really like them. Like really like them. I know they're going to last forever. And they just look really pretty. So I'm a big linen fan. They age way better. Linen ages so well. Like it gets cotton it doesn't have the long jeopardy of linen. I love cotton. It's so comfortable, so useful, but kitchen towels give me linen any day and linen clothes. <laughs> they just get more beautiful with age. Like a 30 year old linen garment is actually more pretty than a one-year-old linen garment. So, like I, and they're going to last for 30 years. Like they're I, a good investment. <laughs> and I feel like linen probably doesn't fade. Like cotton would fade. Like if you have like a black sweater, like I have this. Yeah most amazing black hoodie that I wish I would have bought 10 of. Not really because that would have been like not sustainable, but I love this black sweater. I bought it a year ago from a company made in British Columbia. Love it, love it, love it. 
and I don't really put it in the dryer, just like sometimes yes. if it, you know, like I've a handful of times, like not a lot. And it's faded compared to uh-huh. another black one. And I've taken care of it. But I just feel like linen doesn't fade in that same way. We Am haven't gotten into dyeing linen yet. We only offer undyed linen, just okay. the natural color of the plant. Um, I'll let you know then. I Yeah, I think <laughs> the fade would probably be the same, to be honest. Really? But, uh, part of sustainable clothing to me is definitely like learning to love every stage of the garments process. And so, especially with natural dyes, I think that's a top fear and was one of my top fears before I tried naturally dyed clothing is that they're going to fade with time. But I think we have in this, our culture, this issue of like not liking change, not liking mm-hmm. aging where things, some things like you, maybe it shifts from more of like a solid blue to like a blue green it's just different. Like, or, or the right. linen might fade from like a dark gray brown to like a lighter, brighter gray brown. And I think it's easy to look at that and be like, this is not what I bought. It's different. And I, I think that that's going to happen with all clothes. It doesn't really matter where you get it from, what it's made from. That's just part of having clothes in the human world. And so I'm trying to reframe. I had to do a lot of work around this because there's a lot of cultural programming that like we need clothes that look a certain way to fit in, but I've decided like my holes and stains are part of a life well-lived and I'm going to love that <laughs> garment more as I mend it and re-dye it and, and have a relationship with it. So I think it's going to fade the same, but I, you got to learn to love the fade. It's unavoidable. I'm so happy <laughs> that I'm not the only one that has like old clothing with holes. I have, it's kind of embarrassing, but I have this like long sleeve navy blue shirt that, gosh, I had it before I have kids and my daughter's 12. Yeah. <laughs> I was a rugby crazy. player. I was a rugby player. So I had a lot of rugby t-shirts and there was this one long sleeve t-shirt that I loved. And I haven't been able to find another long sleeve t-shirt that I actually like that I wear mm-hmm. under my sweater. And yeah. the holes in it are like, you can't wear it in public. <laughs> like the holes under are like- sweater. <laughs> yeah, I wear, that's what I, I kept it all these years. I wear it under my sweater so I, I, I'm not cold. Cause you know, when you have a short sleeve t-shirt, yeah. you live in Vermont, you know how it can be cold in winters. It's yeah. cold here in Montreal. So I made sure I always have a long sleeve shirt underneath my sweater. If I don't want to wear a jacket and yeah. sometimes I forget I have it on and then I'm like, Oh crap, I can't take my sweater off. Like <laughs> you can see my like bra popping out. Like it's a raggedy, yeah. but I'm like, I love this sweater. I love this shirt. Yeah. I cannot get rid of it. So well, I, I love that about, you know, there's other people out there that aren't like, oh, there's a tiny hole. Like I fix all my clothing, like all of it. Uh-huh. I pay someone to do it because I can't sew, right? I, I want to learn how to yeah. sew, but I'm not a sewer. So okay, I say that's someone else's business. Yeah. Right. There's a local <laughs> woman, you know, lives down the street from us and that's what she does. She's, yeah, she sews a little bit of clothing and she fixes clothing. So we bring it there and I have like tons of yoga pants that end up getting holes like near the crotch and on the knees. And she just kind of like sews it up for me and I wear them again. Cool. That's awesome. So I think the whole side of you saying like, you know, we have to change also our like our thoughts around clothing that clothing is made to be worn and it's going to wear out. <laughs> it's yes. normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's normal that it's going to wear out. It's not normal that you buy a t-shirt and after two wears, cause you got it from fast fashion, that's just a hole in it. Maybe yeah. that's not really where we can. That's a quality other... issue. That's, yeah, that's a quality <laughs> issue, but clothing is 
made to be worn. So this black sweater yeah. I have that I love that I bought last year, you know, organic cotton. And it's like, it's fraying on, on the, um, on the sleeves, but that's not because it was bad quality. It's that I literally like wear it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just part of having clothes, but it is true that quality clothes are going to last for a lot more wears. And I really like to look at the number of wears you're going to get out of clothes um, because you might think you're saving money by buying like a $2 t-shirt, but if you only get two wears out of it, right. that's, you're not saving money if, it, if it's disintegrating and tearing at the seams, which is all too common. Um, and so things will fade all things, plastic clothes, cheap clothes, expensive clothes, but you know, it's, it's not as easy to put like a all things will do this because it's, it, you can sometimes get like a lucky t-shirt and it just somehow lasts forever. Or maybe you <laughs> invest in something that is expensive, but is not quality because there's also True. a lot of that out there on the market. Price does not necessarily coordinate with quality. Like you need to go a little bit deeper with that and actually look for businesses that are investing in their fibers, investing in their fabrics and putting out quality clothes. And those clothes are going to last the longest, um, which uh, we have like five fabrics, all of our fabrics. I'm, it's an ingredient first philosophy, just like cooking. If you use good ingredients, you're going to get good food. If you use good ingredients for clothes, you're going to get good clothes. So that's how I look at it at Danu. I love that. And so kind of at the beginning, you were talking about your story and we talked about the fibers that you use. I know you mentioned at some point, like our bodies absorb, right? You know, whatever we put yeah. on our skin, we, you know, you hear this all the time. Skin is the biggest organ, you know, whatever creams you put on, it's going to be absorbed. So for you, clothing, it's the same thing. So whatever clothing you're putting on your body, you could potentially be absorbing whatever chemicals were used. Yes. Yes. And the way that I realized this was I bought a organic cotton red, like sport undie set and I wore it before washing it. Never do that with any clothes. I mean, <laughs> Donner clothes, it's actually pretty safe to do that with, but in general, don't do that. And this is before I started Donner organic when I kind of had this epiphany and my skin, I turned red and it was red for like 30 hours. And I'm looking down at myself. I'm like, this cannot be good. And I'm already like breaking out in hives and having thin, itchy skin. And I'm like, what did I just do to myself? And I'm like, why are we calling this organic? These are, these are chemicals that are so strong. Mm -hmm. They transferred to my skin. And even after the first wash, the majority of, I mean, really garments should be washed if they're doing that before they're sent out, but many aren't. So a first wash will help a lot to reduce toxins like that. But I was like, why are we calling this organic? We can't like, well, I don't know the organic, the word is definitely losing its meaning year after year. But to mm -hmm. me, the, the <laughs> true definition of organic is that at the end of its life, it's going to improve soil health. So I, I'm not going to bury that chemical dyed red sport underwear set in my garden. That's going to give me chemicals and so to eat. And that, that becomes a really clear moment for me that like, if I can't put it in my compost pile, it's not organic. <laughs> and, um, that that's something that I hadn't thought about until that point. And then that's when I really started seeking clothes that were cleaner. Um, because I'm sorry, what was, I think I got off track here somewhere. No, no, that's, that's great. But <laughs> absorbing into your skin. And I agree because yeah. when I started on this journey when, um, you know, before I had my daughter who I mentioned is 12 and I really jumped in when I got pregnant, like uh -huh. 
And so for me, I started looking at organic clothing. Yeah. And I was like, well, she's so little. I love sec. I do love secondhand clothing and I do yes. advocate for secondhand clothing. But I was like, she's so little. Like, I'm just going to, I don't know what people wash their stuff in. So I started buying organic mm-hmm. and that was my first step. And I went to yeah. Target because we lived in the States and there's Target in the States. And I bought organic cotton from there. And then as it evolved on my journey of like learning more about like, organic cotton and dyes that just because something is organic, like you could go buy an organic t-shirt, but that doesn't mean that, you know, whatever image they put on it, say they put a picture is yeah. still like, isn't crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. That the dye that they use, yeah, they might've used organic cotton. Like mm-hmm. they got organic cotton, but then the t-shirt's red. So did yeah. they use, like beet juice or did they like use Probably like not. toxic, like re- exactly. Yeah. So that's it's still good started. like to use organic cotton 100%. because that's like a vote for the environment. That's a vote for how things are farmed, but it's not going to change the health impact that you or your baby are mm-hmm. going to be experiencing if it's dyed with chemicals. Um, and one way to avoid that, yes, you can find organic undyed or naturally dyed clothes. That is few and far between. That's what Donu Organic does and that's why. But the, another way to avoid that with secondhand shops is old clothes. Old clothes have already leached most of their toxins out. Um, yes, mm-hmm. you don't know what things were washed with, but a couple washes later, that's going to be largely changed by whatever you're washing with. So that's another way that affordably you can get clothes that are not going to be super toxic. It's not as good as an organic and undyed thing, but it's a lot better than a new thing that mm-hmm. is chemically dyed in my personal opinion. And the other thing to do, what I do, um, I know this isn't, since we're talking about secondhand, is I strip my clothing. So as soon as I buy something secondhand, if you go like shopping, I take a big bucket, put it in my bathtub, and I use sodium mm-hmm. um, carbonate, which, mm-hmm. by the way, if no one knows what that is, basically you could just put baking soda in your oven and it changes the chemical compound and it turns into sodium carbonate. Anyways, wow. so sodium carbonate is what helps to like take like residue out of your clothing. So I take a little bit of borax, I take some sodium carbonate and um, I put it in a bucket with hot water and I let it sit for 24 hours. Like, and your the water turns black because all the dyes are being like released out of the clothing. Yeah. And then I wash them. And a lot of time when you buy secondhand clothing, it smells like, Uh like it has like that strong, like chemical smell so it helps to get the smell yeah so it helps (laughs) to get the so if anyone's looking for secondhand clothing yes wash it but i would suggest like googling like stripping clothing and it's basically borax and sodium carbonate let it soak in hot water wash it um and it's going to help get whatever residue is in there it's just like stripping diapers i know this is nothing to do with your clothing but like you need to strip your that's really interesting at this point i have so many samples (laughs) from donu that i haven't shopped anywhere but donu for a couple years now so um that's i but i i think that that sounds like a pretty good practice to me so i'm on board (laughs) yeah and it's like i I, my kids had cloth diapers and you have to strip cloth diapers because you get so much buildup in your clothing and you even do it with organic clothing because if you have a sweater for a year two years or like any sort of you know towels the more that you wash it the deodorant the deodorant sorry the detergent builds up in your clothing Uh it builds up so by stripping it whether it's any sort of clothing like whether it's organic or not it helps to strip away all that detergent off your Uh clothing and so it doesn't smell yeah total side note and if you have kids and you use cloth diapers you need to strip your diapers you can google all that as well 
Wow. <laughs> I just learned something. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I love that you created this brand around healthy clothing. It's ethical. You made a conscious decision to say, hey, what's, you know, I want something that's healthy that I put on my body, but also is healthy for the planet. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I to, mean, I just wanted to touch on quickly. Sorry. I want to touch on like, we were talking about affordability, right? So mm-hmm. before we close up, like, what does that look like for you? How do you, you know, you said, yes, getting secondhand is more affordable, wash the clothing, but if you want the more natural stuff, like how do you, how is it affordable for people? How do you explain to people like, Hey, this sweater is $150 versus I'm going to go to fast fashion and spend 25 or $30. Yeah. Well, I mean, things cost what they cost and somehow we have been, we've lost track of what things should cost. Um, Mm -hmm. clothing that is cheap in our minds, we, uh, there's offshore costs to that, that are to the environment and to other people. Perhaps it's made with very low pay offshore or even child labor or a company that's dying it. There are more regulations about things like this in countries like America, but in other countries, it's a largely unregulated industry and chemical dye companies will just dump all the dye refuse right onto the ground or even into a river. (laughs) Um, There's photographs of this that I have seen. And so there are costs that add up to the financial cost of a organic clean garment, like Donna Mm -hmm. organic. Um, So it's really just about paying those costs rather than offshoring those costs for our convenience in this capitalistic society that's become the norm. And we are programmed to be like, oh, I can't afford that, but you're probably spending that money on something else and, or going through other clothes so fast that if you were to just like hold off on four cheap shirts, suddenly you can afford a nice shirt that has all of its cost considered and accounted for. Um, There aren't really any costs in Donna Organic that are offshore like that. Um, Our clothes are made in California, where I was living at the time that I started my business. They're naturally dyed with ingredients that I feel great about. The environmental and social costs are inherently in the cost of the garment. And somehow we've become okay with that not being the case because we just don't think about it. But if you go and pick up a $4 t-shirt and you actually think about like how much the person was paid to sew that, how much the farmers were paid to grow that, if it's even farmed, how did the plastic get made? How is it that color? Like you quickly are like, oh my goodness, this could never be made for that. What is wrong? Like, it's just an issue of capitalism um, that has allowed that to occur. That's become the norm in our psyche and allows us to justify that when it's really pretty unethical and harming a lot of people and places. Um, so it, it, my clothing, I would love for it to be cheaper than it is, I, but it, that it's the true cost of what it costs and it can't cost less. It's actually not even, I mean, there's clothing that's much more expensive than Dotton Organic. Um, and then we try to keep our prices as affordable as possible while still accounting for all of the true social and environmental costs. So it's really an education thing um, that I had to go through myself because I wasn't raised wearing clothes like this. I was raised in a pretty normal American way and I had to learn about all of this. So, and then I just changed my shopping habits. I buy a lot less and I buy things that I believe in that I feel good about. And that I know are having a good impact all the way down the supply chain. 
And sure, that means that I can buy a lot less things than I would be able to buy otherwise. But you also stop wanting as many things because the thing you have is special. And that like place of desire of accumulation is filled up because you feel good about what you have. So that's kind of my personal take on it. Um, but I am totally aware that the price of Donu Organic is an investment for most people who buy it from me. And that's something that I really respect when they're choosing to invest in these clothes. Um, and they're probably choosing it for all the same reasons that I just shared that I choose these things for. But also, if that is still out of your price point, we have a circularity take back program. And um, if our customers like change sizes or something, they can send their clothes back in and then we give them a gift card for future clothes in different sizes or whatever. And then offer that clothing on our account, on our site when it happens. It doesn't happen much. Most people keep their Dawn Organic for a very long time. But when it happens, and I hope as we scale, that program will come become bigger and then we can offer our secondhand clothes that are still as clean as they are at a more affordable secondhand price. Um, so doing what we can at the teeny size that we are, but that's my take on it. No. And I, and just quickly before we close up, I think people forget that there's a lot involved in making clothing, you know, like you mentioned, like it's the person that made it, the, there's a company, there's also yeah. the cost of, the packaging, there's the cost of the actual materials, there's the cost of the cost, the cost, like, so a $4 t-shirt, like, that means the person that made it probably didn't get paid very much. <laughs> if you yeah. look at it from that standpoint, right, totally. a lot to make that t-shirt. So I mean, probably sits for like 30 minutes of their time. <laughs> it's crazy. And I think more and more people are becoming aware of their clothing and there's more people speaking out about fast fashion and how it's so unethical. And yeah. I think the next generation is going to be even more conscious of that. Of, oh, they are. Absolutely. Of where their stuff is coming <laughs> from. So, yeah. Uh, so before we close up, can you just let people know where to find you on social media and stuff like that? Totally. We are at Danu Organic across the board. Instagram is probably our main channel, D-A-N-U-O-R-G-A-N-I-C. And our website is danuorganic.com. You can find us there. And actually, I have a special discount code to share with your listeners, if that's okay. Um, For for 10% off of any order. And it's it's just your name, Stephanie Morum. And that will get you 10% off at the checkout. So... I'm so grateful to be able to share what I love to do on your podcast today. And I hope that was fun and informative. Well, thank you for being here. I love the concept of your brand. Um, I can't wait to get my socks in the mail. They're on the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, you know, look at other stuff that that I can maybe purchase because I I really like your stuff. They're very pretty. So thank thank you you so much. You're welcome. And thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. For more sustainable living inspiration, I have a couple of episodes you might want to check out. Uh, Episode number 38, Sustainable Fashion A to Z. Episode 41, Slow and Easy Living with Emily. And episode 46, Finding Unique Sustainable Fashion Personality with Alex. Please share this episode with your friends, coworkers, mom, dad, uncle, cousins, anyone that you think would benefit from this episode. And I thank you for it. Stay connected with me on Instagram and TikTok at this is Stephanie Morham. And don't forget to subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on your favorite platform. And you can also download my complimentary audio series. Everything that we talked about will be in the description. 
Thank you for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday, Green Junkie.